0: Good afternoon, this is uh, Lucas from Sports Broadcasting, and uh, today we're going to be talking about baseball, not football today. uh, But uh, yeah, today I am joined by Sean, Gabriel, Donald, John, and Nick. Nick. Uh, Yeah, Uh, our first segment we're going to talk about is the Atlanta Braves getting eliminated from the playoffs. Now, I want to start by saying the NLE scandal... I guess it all came up to nothing in the end. Three NLEs team made the playoffs. And only one became victorious. And if there was one team I thought that will persevere this year, it would be the Atlanta Braves. I like their, um, I like their lineup on paper. Their roster on paper is really good, especially their pitching with Free. They added Strider now. And we all knew how Charlie Morton was. I thought, you know, they were going to be runner-ups. And... Well, they lost uh, to the Phillies. Was it 3-1? Yeah. And it um, And, I mean, the first game was only close because they made a uh, run in the last inning. Uh, the Braves really took control of this series, and they were the better team in the series. I want to say Freed, not pitching well, uh, went into that in and lackluster play from Acuna. But I also do want to give away my um, my props to Philadelphia Phillies. They're legit, man. And... I personally believe, it's a belief of mine, that they would not have had such a bad record if Harper never went down in the regular season. He was out for quite some time by getting an uh, injury on a hit by a pitch by Blake Snell, which really uh, hurt the Phillies, and Castellanos was injured throughout the year, too. And they still managed uh, to find a win in the playoffs. Now that they're healthy, they're starting to be good. And they have this um, big playoff guy who's always good in the playoffs, Kyle Schwarber. So I want to sleep on them. They're my favorites right now.
1: I mean, personally, I just think the Braves are frauds, honestly. I mean, winning the World Series last year and then losing Freddie Freeman in the offseason was a big hit. Um, and then their top four guys, I mean, Acuna, Swanson, Olsen, and Riley, all going almost all uh, having no hits in the last game of the series is a big deal. I mean, nobody really talks about that. But you got to acknowledge that if, if the Braves want to win something at some point, they have to learn. They have to learn how to be clutch and how you know when to do what in clutch series, like against the Phillies, who nobody would have thought to win. So I mean, Phillies, I think are a fantastic team, especially with Harper and Schwarber uh, on their on their offensive side. But yeah, maybe they'll they'll make a good run in the World Series.
2: Yeah, the pitching for the Phillies has been really good. These past series. Uh, Aaron Nola doing really well. Zach Wheeler. Um, I mean, that offense with Harper, Castellano, Schwarber, you have Real Nudo. Gene Segura is pretty good. Gene though. Segura, um, Alec Bohm. Like, that offense is just really good. Um, the Braves, uh, I was hoping they would go to the World Series again. Um, but no, they lost to the Phillies. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, the Braves are just. Not it this year.
3: Something else to consider is that in the regular season, the Braves went eleven and eight versus the Phillies. When, as well as Strider not having it. When, when the Braves and the Phillies went out in the regular season, Strider would had a four point four and zero uh, win loss ratio with one point two seven eight and thirty four strikeouts. So seeing him and the Braves get absolutely dominated by by the young Padres team in Josh Hayden it's definitely devastating for Braves fans and something that we've definitely seen in all Atlanta sports is that even after wins uh, Atlanta's teams cannot keep up the
4: wins too strong for the lights yeah definitely um, I think the main failure this series for the Braves was definitely like you said the pitching not just free but all the pitchings. strider Despite uh, having an amazing rookie season he couldn't deliver give in 2.1 innings pitch he gave up five runs all of them earned and only 4ks um, and also Charlie Morton also, also did not do very good he was undefeated in el- elimination games before that game actually and yeah. he was defeated allowing the Phillies to advance um, personally, I don't think
5: anybody expected the Braves to lose to the Phillies. Um, they were a wild card team. They lost Harper for quite a while. He was hurt. Um, uh, he wasn't when he came back. He wasn't doing as good as we, as the Phillies probably expected. But now he's kind of heated up a bit, and along with Kyle Schwarber, they committed the downfall of
0: the Braves. Yeah, and there's uh it's very tragic what happened. Uh, this next series we're going to talk about is also a part of the uh, NLDS. We're going to talk about uh the Dodgers and their elimination and a recurring trend in the National League how um all the favorites tend to lose these uh big series for some odd reason. Uh now the Dodgers set their own season re- I mean their own franchise record with 111 wins. Most people's favorites uh, I guess the Dodgers pulled a... Um, they just pulled another Dodgers, man. They choked. Um, nothing much to say here. Uh, I, I, I do say Walker Buehler coming down early in the regular season, I knew that was going to be vital for them. I just don't trust guys like Tyler Anderson and Gonsolin who haven't proved anything in the playoffs in, uh, in particular. I also think the Trevor Bauer situation worsened them. I believe... Healthy. Uh, you have a healthy Bueller Bauer, and Kershaw. They're winning it all, but uh, their ace is now Kershaw, who we saw did not have the best pitching performance. And their offense, they were all right. I mean, two to three runs, but it ultimately goes down to their pitching. They couldn't win. And again, the Padres were the better team this series, and they kept that momentum going forward after beating the Mets in the wild card in a in a brutal fashion. And um, yeah, so now they're moving on.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Dodgers, I didn't really see much offense other than Trey Turner was the star player of the NLDS for the Dodgers. Um, He had two home runs um, in L.A. I mean, that's just nobody else was performing. Uh, Freddie Freeman wasn't doing much. Um, Will Smith had a RBI double in the first game. Uh, Mookie Betts wasn't producing. I think the biggest upset for the Dodgers is their pitching. Um, With Walker Buehler going down, Beginning of the season, they ha- really have no pitching. Um, I was hoping to see Kershaw have a good game. Um, he lost the second game, um, and the Padres they're they beat the Mets in the wild card, and now they beat the Dodgers. I mean, this Padres team is looking good right now. You know, I mean, this Padres team
1: nobody expected to um, to uh, you know advance to the NLCS, but. Beating an 111-win team is pretty insane, especially without your star future player Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, you know, the Dodgers also had big losses at the beginning of the season, beginning of postseason. Um, but, again, uh, both both sides of, of the game for the Dodgers were not doing the best. I mean, poor, poor performances from uh, Clayton Kershaw. And um, time and time again, we only see uh, a couple RBIs from... You know, only the star players. And really, that's what you expect. But as, at the same time, like, in the postseason, especially with Soto, we never saw really Soto pick it up on the Padres that much. And in the postseason, he's just a different animal. Um, and, you know, maybe we'll see that same Soto in
3: the NLCS, but uh, we'll see. Something else to consider was, was, especially with the Phillies and the Braves series, the Braves and the Phillies, obviously, the Braves and Dodgers, obviously, having the better record. You yeah, have the Padres coming in with eighty-nine wins, uh taking a victory against the Mets in the wild card, and then taking a victory against the pa- against the Braves. It's the same scenario for for the Padres, who <clears throat> my my apologies, uh, the. <clears throat> the Padres were able to take to defeat the the Mets and the Phillies and the Mets and the Dodgers with even though the Dodgers had had uh had won all the games in the regular season against against the Phillies. Something else to consider was Dave Roberts, the manager of the Dodgers, was also put it on his name that that he was assuring that the that the Dodgers would go to the World Series, which is something strange because because throughout the couple of years when Dave Roberts was the manager, you have pitchers like like Kershaw who choked very hard, and like as as our other members were saying, Trey Turner was really the only star player out of this whole series with. With the home run, that's it. Pitching was not on point; definitely unusual for the Dodgers. But going back to Dave Roberts, what is your opinion on his statement?
4: Well, I want to go away from the statement for a bit and just talk about, you know, why well, he's just not a good manager, especially in Game Four. Tyler Anderson he was pitching five innings, only allowing two hits and no earned runs, and Dave Roberts made the decision to pull him and then the Padre, Padres would go on to score five runs in the seventh then they would move on so that makes the Dodgers I believe one in seven in the Dave Roberts era and just find out what you guys think about Dave Roberts. Uh, I think a result of the Dodgers
0: playoff woes and playoff um, disappointments you know has to come from Dave Roberts oh, ultimately. Uh, coaches are a big part in team success. Uh, we look across the sports world. You may Doka with the Celtics. Uh, that Celtics team is, is a product of you uh, may coaching. And same thing with Dave Roberts. Um, he has the same problem I think most managers have, such as the Cardinals manager and Aaron Boone at times where they sleep on pitchers. And if not, if they don't sleep on pitchers, they pull them out way too quickly with the lack of faith and trust. I think... Roberts has to, he has to allow his older guys, his more veterans, or guys that um, that are more experienced, like Kershaw, like Kimbrough, like Greater Roll, who has been to the playoffs before, and allow them to lead their team, and Freeman, you know, Freeman was a, a huge key, and people thought they improved because he has the World Series experience now, and playoffs and everything, and he was quiet all series long, I mean, he had a couple home runs, but we didn't really see him lead that much, and i like to mention their only World Series win came from a shortened season too. Reckon if they have a longer season, they don't win anything. Uh, That's something to keep in consideration.
1: I mean, like Lucas said, um, the only win in the past, what, six years would be a shortened season uh, World Series win is a little embarrassing, especially for Coach Roberts. Um, You know, this goes to show that, you know, not every team is a product of their uh, players. This shows that, you know, every coach has their part. Every coach plays their part. And, again, with the lack of faith in their players, it, it really makes no sense to, uh you know, keep and keep Dave Roberts, too. I mean, they've kept him all these years. I mean, and I wanted to touch on it, the Aaron Boone statement as well. I mean, Aaron Boone is just like – he just hasn't been, you know, have had any faith in his veterans. And you could go to say that for any coach, but most of the time it's been – You know, like guys like Aaron Boone and some former players that have managed. But it, again, goes to show um, players aren't the entire
3: team. As well as going on the Boone statement, something we've noticed as we're switching over to the American League side is that with the Yankees winning, he's definitely been relying more on his young and upcoming rookies instead of the quote-unquote veterans especially someone in particular Isaiah Kiner for who's been and who's been uh horrifyingly underperforming although he has a gold glove uh we consider him a bronze bat because of his underwhelming batting performance something also on the Yankees uh we all know as we're like we raised in New York uh the Yankees won a very tough series against the Cleveland Guardians. It was a five game series five game series using all games in the Yankees and merged victorious three to two.
1: You know, IKF going into year five, I mean, you know, he's gotta have at least some experience at this point. I know he has been with the Texas Rangers for a little bit, but uh, obviously being a gold glove has to give him some experience. Um IKF has had a horrifying performance this playoffs. Um, on the offensive side. Defense, obviously he does his thing. But um uh, again touching on that veteran statement, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, a veteran, hitting, you know, wonderfully in this playoff in this playoff run for the Yankees. Um and, you know, again, you gotta go with the rookies. They brought up Peraza from uh, they brought up Peraza to the playoff roster uh, for the ALDS. Uh, ALCS, my, f- my yeah, fault. Uh, and, yeah, so they're bringing up a bunch of players. Maybe they're having hope in some of the rookies, and uh, maybe maybe this is a big step for the Yankees.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, as a Yankees fan, I am um, not only deeply saddened that this game went to, I mean, uh, that um, this series went to five games, I'm also deeply Embarrassed. Um, this is a team that we've killed all year. This is a team that ultimately should have not been in here in the first place. Uh, you know, Yankees fans want to claim that they're the best team in the American League. I can't personally say that because the Astros took handled. Look, um, the Astros took care of business, and that's something the Yankees had to do against the series. And they were down to one at a point. They faced elimination, and you know, for a team that wants to, you know. Control and run over the AL uh, and make the World Series. This is a product of. I mean, this like this like this just really shows. Are we really as good as we think we are? We beat a wild card team in five. Uh, we now won yesterday. We play tonight. Uh, our pitcher, I think it's Severino or Tyone. 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 Uh, who? I mean, our pitching. Hasn't been handled well. We don't have Cole till like Saturday, Sunday, cause we have to run him twice against the Guardians, which is utterly ridiculous. And, um, Kinder Falefa, man. He has to be on the hot seat. Uh, a lot of errors are costly for him. It's not the first time he blew a game for us, and uh, neither is it the second. Unfortunately, it's like the third or the fourth time uh, IKF really sold us here. I think, oh, uh, Ben Attendee being injured is gonna, it's gonna really hurt our lineup. Bader's been clutch, though, but, um, Ben Attendee, and we're gonna start using the make more. I like him more.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, ben, uh, Bader has been the best Yankee player for the offense this series. Uh, three home runs in that series is pretty incredible. Um, and I think he's taken over Aaron Hicks' spot in center field um, with Judge in right field. Um, but you yeah, know, this Yankees offense is strong. Um, and I hope that they can use it against the Astros, and hopefully we can see them in the World Series. Um, what I have to say, I mean, you know,
1: the offense is strong. I mean, they struggle in a couple places, but obviously, you you know, you look at the defense, and uh, you got to wonder, is Oswaldo Cabrera um, truly fit for the left field spot? I mean, he has been, you know underperforming at left field right now. I mean, you know, obviously we see in his early career um, he's made some spectacular catches and have done things to um, to help that, that uh, outfield spot that we've been missing. But uh, in the playoffs so far, I mean, he's been diving, trying to make flashy catches for no reason. I mean, easy catches he could have easily made, um, like diving for a catch three feet in front of him. Uh, But obviously, I mean, the Yankees' uh, defense will figure it out, of course. I mean, with bringing Peraza up, I'm sure they'll have options. Um, I mean, I don't really know, I mean, what they could possibly do for the outfield, but I'm thinking, you know, Cabrera will have to figure it out.
0: Yeah, and we also got to remember, the Yankees... Uh, Their pitching also hasn't been good. We broke a record, but I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. This is the first time any pitcher has pitched every game in the ALCS or in any championship series or in any playoff series, for that fact of matter. We threw Wendy Peralta every game. And um, I was a big believer in Michael King. We all know what happened. He went down. He now needs a Tommy John surgery. That really started things for us. We were the best team in the league, considered, when, when he was healthy. After we lost him, we saw Holmes being worse, offense being worse, pitching also being worse, and it regarded us to inconsistent play. That was the start of our inconsistency, especially in the pen. Loisiga had a clutch inning uh, yesterday, but ultimately mm-hmm. had not been the best. Lutrovino turned out to be bad. Montas was worse. Um, ultimately, this pitching is going to be um, it's just—it's going to be a scaring. Dis- uh, it's going to be a scaring factor for us going into the Ast- uh, facing the Astros because the Astros—they have arms, and they have arms everywhere. Uh, starting with their starting pitching, and you know, with guys like Presley and R- Rafael Ortega and Hector Neris, uh, they outmatch us in every way. And we're going to start. Um, w- we have to start thinking about ourselves seriously. Uh, if Cole gives you six. Let's say best-case scenario, seven good innings. Who do we have, eight and nine? We have Peralta, and we have Holmes. And we haven't used Holmes, and we lost the game because we didn't have a closer, and Boone did not choose to choose a closer. So there's obviously something wrong with Holmes, too. There's no trust in him or something about him. I, I, like, I, I'm a firm believer in Holmes, too. So Personally, like the pitching is also a scaring factor for the Yankees. I don't, I don't see us going that far.
5: Um, For our later innings, like um, we said before, I think that Loisica would be a good fit for either the eighth or seventh inning. But um, I I also feel that uh, as if he could also be the temporary closer until we actually have a permanent solution, or maybe Wandi, which is also a possibility. Um, The starting pitching, with Montas in... uh, in the playoffs, we have to see is he actually going to perform because we traded him to perform. Um, we traded for him to perform, and he hasn't really shown great starts, great games yet. And we just gotta hope that it, he turns it around and doesn't continue this streak of bad games and losses.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, I think the lack of trust in Holmes definitely comes from him, you know, completely throwing games, I mean, in in the past. I mean, we've seen, obviously, earlier in the season, he was a monster, he was a beast. Um, But obviously, after the All-Star break, that all crumbled down to the ground. Um, Holmes was never the same after the All-Star break. You don't know why, but he uh, definitely was never the same, uh, and maybe that's why the lack of trust, but... At some point, we have to. We need a closer. And uh, if, if Holmes is the only person for that spot, I'd personally take him.
0: And, and, I mean, listen, the result of after the All-Star break, their play being worse, I remember, baseball has played 162 games, right? All-Star games, roughly half of them, even a little bit more, like 80, 85, possibly 90, depending on your schedule. Especially for pitchers. If their arms start to get way more tired, especially with guys like Holmes, because as I said, as King going down, that's one less arm, which means he has to throw more and throw more innings and games are closer with our offense being worse too. And personally I again I'm a firm believer in Clay Holmes and listen, all the hate and all the slander he gets, uh, it's not it's not fair for him. He's a really great closer, his stuff is sort of immaculate, honestly like like you can make a claim that he has the best sinker in the game. Ultimately, and he throws at 97, 98, sometimes at 99, and it moves like crazy. Seriously, I mean the guy's like he was unhittable for the first half for a reason, right? We gave him a rest, and now we gotta show like like it's all up to Boone trusting his players in situations.
3: Yeah, definitely, I have to agree. And going back to what you said earlier with the Yankees, amazing inconsistency is actually surprising, like focusing on where we're at right now we're coming up like washed up coming off of a game five victory with yankees fans acting like no hate to y'all but they were acting like bozos especially with the whole josh naylor situation and the yankees are definitely washed up they're starting their number four pitcher for houston tonight and what you were saying they do not have a closer at all with holmes definitely being up with Holmes definitely underperforming since the All-Star break. Right. So definitely it's going to be interesting. Going back to what I said about the Naylor situation, though. Uh, as we all know, Naylor cradles a baby as he hits a home run and runs around the diamond. So, and he did that against Cole in game Cole in Game 3 or Game 4. Either one of them. And, he, and Yankees fans obviously did not take that lightly. Which brings me back to, like, they can get crazy showing pride for their team. So, as Game 5 was coming back into the Bronx, 50,000 people cradled babies into Josh Naylor's face. 50,000. And they won. So, and definitely, it definitely shows the restructuring of baseball coming from, like, following old unwritten rules to like seeing new generation players and there's definitely a lot of old people who are in the stands who do not take gestures lightly but definitely it was definitely like a sigh of relief for the for Yankees and Yankees players Yankees fans alike but it's definitely not going to be holding up coming into the championship series against the Astros.
0: I want to say on the Josh Naylor situation. It's just it's just stupid. It's it's all stupid, it's all dumb. When Naylor hit the home run, they were down by two or three runs. There's no place in it. And it's one thing I want to mention. As an athlete, especially in in this era, you know how to present yourself. Your agent is smarter than you. Right? Your agent tells you and you have uh supporting cast members telling you what to do. And what not to do. And if you're going to do it, the consequences and the risk you're taking. Josh Naylor, listen, the fans can do whatever they want. Uh, ultimately, it's a sad truth in sports. Uh, if they do it, it's a result of your action. You decided to do that while you were losing. And when you come at, uh, and then when you come out of way, it's going to get right back at you. I do think though this was kind of unnecessary, and again, it's just it was it, it was just no need for it to happen at all. Especially losing a game, you hit a home run. I mean, congratulations. Go back to the bench. One run. Um, I mean, Cole was like that. Was, like that was the only highlight of the of, um, of the Guardians that day, and it was a celebration. It was a home run celebration. It wasn't, it wasn't even the home run. So like, congratulations. You had your moment. Uh, and now you're back home, uh, getting clowned uh, by bigger franchise by you and Again, it's it's, it's just all about consequences. If you're going to do something like that, you've got to be willing to face the consequences, especially with a franchise like the Yankees with their fans.
1: Yeah, I mean, completely uncalled for. I mean, again, home run celebration. Um, obviously, you know you're going to, you know, if you end up losing this, which I'm sure Naylor didn't expect. Obviously, he's a player. He's going to root for his own team. He's going to try and play his hardest. But, um, you know, you're looking at the Yankees. Uh, first in the uh, in the East Division in the AL, and I mean you had to understand like this, this was no joke. I mean you, you take that and you, you talk smack, and it's it's gonna end up coming back and biting you.
3: So, yeah, definitely have to agree with the last part, especially with the very tough Yankees franchise and their fans. Glaber, in particular, who commented on the situation, said. We won tonight, and that's revenge. Now they can watch the game on TV tomorrow, which I definitely have to agree. Acting young and immature, although it's like a new thing in baseball, you should learn the pecking order. You should, you should at least be respectful, have good sportsmanship, because that's what you learn in Little League. So not being able to hold it up at like a early, mid-20s, that's definitely raising the problem.
0: Yeah, um, this next series we're going to talk about, we're going to be talking about the Mariners and the Astros, uh, a team that utterly took care of business, a team known as the best team in the American League, and as a Yankees fan, I have to humble myself and believe that that is truth, I have to say that that is reality, and that is truth, that team is much better than us, uh, it was a division, it was a division series for them, sort of, I mean, it, like they play them a lot, and like they're in the division too, so... They took care of business, swept them. There were a couple games, like game one and game three, where I feel the Mariners were the better team and they just lost. Uh, and with playoffs in baseball, we see coaching being the result of a lot of things. Uh, in, in game one, ultimately taking off Seawold uh, and bringing in Robbie Ray for Jordan Alvarez. I understand. I, I, I understand lefty on lefty, you know, it's their best. Uh, the best hitter, arguably. Um, but you got to keep in your closer. He's your closer for a reason. Uh, and I understand his inning wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't like he was getting rocked either. Pena slapped the single up to center. I think it was a walk, and he had two outs. And I think, you know, putting a statement, beating the Astros at home in Game 1, if he does put away Jordan Alvarez, uh, will change things around for the Mariners. And at times, we've just seen inconsistencies for the Mariners. We've seen their pitching be really great, but then their offense being bad, or their offense being great, and their pitching being really bad. And uh, I think this comes from lack of experience.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to go back to Game 1 for a second. Yeah, just... They had them beating Game 1, and... Yeah. Um, well, it wasn't just the decisions put in Robbie, Ray. It was the decision to even pitch to a to Jordan in the first place. They had a a base open to not even Basher's best hitter, one of the best hitters in the league, arguably the best hitter in the league. And the pitch to him, it's with the base open. And honestly, after you get that home run, honestly, the series was just over there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you go up seven, eight runs, and
0: you lose that game. Ultimately, it really shows how much better you have to be than other team to stand a chance and actually win a game
2: yeah um, I want to give the Mariners the prop for making the postseason I mean I was not expecting them to um, but I had the Astros winning that series no doubt um, I think the biggest thing was the offense I mean they pushed for Jesse Winker in the outfield and he really didn't do anything um, Rodriguez had an amazing rookie season um, and he didn't really do much in the postseason I think Um, their pitching was okay. Their pitching was great the game three, besides that home run to Pena in the 18th inning. Um, but I mean, the Astros just said, oh, we're better. And now the Manners are out. So,
5: um, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the Yankees potential against the Astros. So earlier in the season, we had a four game series with the Astros we split that series, and that actually gives me a slight bit of hope that the Yankees will be able to compete and will be able to beat the Astros in, in games, um, with Jose Altuve not being himself for the postseason so far, being 0-16 in all of his at-bats, um, it's, re- it's really important to see that the Yankees they did have a tough series with the Guardians. They should have, we should have swept them, it should have been an easy series to win, um, just like the Astros did with the Mariners. So, I don't, so, in overall, the Yankees, they do have potential, but the Astros, in my opinion, are still the front runner to go to the World Series so far.
0: And we're underdogs for a reason, are we not? Uh, exactly. Starting with Verlander, and Fran Valdez, and I think their third pitcher, Luis Garcia. Uh, they have us beat our 1, 2, and 3, Cole and Verlander match up equally, Cortez and Valdez, but really our third guy, Severino, who we have to give props to was big at the end of the season, uh, but against the Guardians maybe was not so, uh, so much the best. And it's going to come down to bullpen and offense once again. The main key for the Yankees, and it seems to always happen every year, is we are inconsistently offensively, especially come October. Uh, you know, part of our struggles with the Guardians was because we couldn't hit, and if we did hit, it was the long ball, uh, which is great, you know, put up a run on the board. But if we're going to hit long balls, we got to get walks, got to get runners on base, uh, to make those one runs into two or three, possibly four, if we get lucky enough, and. You know, uh, a result of solo home runs has to result of great pitching. And, again, we're in a situation where we don't... Like, we can't have games end 1-0. Ultimately, you know, I'm a believer in my team, but at the same time, 1-0 is uh, going to be a stretch for us to hold the team to one run. Especially in the American League with how how high-powering the offense is as a whole, but especially with both teams. One-run games, I just... They're going to be very crucial to come out.
4: Yeah, definitely. I don't see the Yankees limiting them to that low runs, especially with how, like you said, the starting pitching. Tonight, for example, um, just looking at this, the Astros' offense tonight, their their lineup brother, it's just they all own Tyone. See, Altuve 444, Alvarez 333 against him, Breitman 333 against him, Tucker 600 against him. It's not looking good so far, but like you said, we'll be looking out on the bullpen and the offense mainly to get them these wins. Yeah, and I do want to mention, we did split the
0: series against the actual regular season. One of which was uh, a walk-off win, and I think we won eight-seven or nine. It was like nine-eight. All all I remember was it was a walk-off win, but it was a highly offensive game. And that's probably going to be the theme here. It's how much better can we hit against the Astros? Now we all do know how much this means to the Yankees and Yankees fans. How personal it is uh, because of their cheating scandal and. Could have robbed us from a World Series potentially. You know, anything can happen. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, without cheating, the Astros teams are still really good. And they outmatch us in every way. Anything is possible in baseball as we see the Padres beating the Dodgers in, you know, easily fashion. And it's going to be a great series, I think. Um, my predictions, if the Yankees do win, they win in 7 or in 6. I don't think they win in 5. And if the Astros win, I also have them winning in 6 or 7.
5: Um, I got the uh, lineup for tonight's game with the Yankees. They got
4: Kinder of Falefa starting at shortstop. And so, so, they, so they put Praza in the... ALCS roster to play IKF at short. I don't get that at all. That's um, right. it's
0: like Boone has a love
4: for IKF. No, it, it's because they refused to admit that that trade was a failure, that's all.
1: It, it was, and, <laughs> you know, it was, a, it was a huge failure. I mean, look, look at Joey Gallo. I mean, Gallo's now on the Dodgers, who did lose, but you got to look at Gallo now. He's been doing... Much better than he was on the Yankees. I mean, he definitely look. popped up. Yeah, definitely, and definitely the plays that were better. Um, you know, he made better plays in left field. He was hitting better. He was doing everything he did on the Rangers. He just couldn't play on a team like the Yankees. The crowd was too harsh on him. I guess that's what he had to say. But uh, the IKF trade was definitely a failure. Um, but you bring up Peraza and uh, you don't start him, and IKF's in a slump. Put him on the
3: bench definitely it was the same as you said with, with Joey Gallo and as well as Jordan Montgomery who's now on the Cardinals he was doing much better than he was on the Yankees and the Yankees in turn got Harrison Bader who obviously has popped out during the DS but definitely I have to agree with your, with your choice it's definitely it's definitely Boone not admitting that the IKF trade was a failure and it's something that we've seen time and time and time again so it's only going to be a matter of until we reach the off season that Boone or or whoever else is on the Yankees team is definitely going to consider trading off IKf not put, not playing Peraza is gonna be a bad choice and it could really make a break this this series
0: um uh, I mean I sort of disagree with the IKF trade being a failure I mean let, I mean, let's be real, we got rid of Gary Sanchez. That's a great, uh, it's a positive for us. He was awful for the Twins this year. Gio Urshela, all right, I'll give you that. But, I mean, Donaldson isn't that much worse than him. Despite the numbers and how much times he gets out and strikes out, Fact. Of the fact of the matter is Donaldson is experienced. He has a World Series ring. He won last year. He has gold gloves. He was the MVP of the American League before and we've seen sparks of him hitting Grand Slams, hitting walk-offs. He's a huge, uh, he's a huge, uh, uh, he plays a huge role in this Yankees team, believe it or not. Hate him or love him, he's really big for this team and really big for the clubhouse in general. People get along with Donaldson. And uh, listen, IKF, very controversial guy. I think IKF's problem as Yankees and playing in the Yankees, he plays his role really well. I'll give him props to that. He plays his role really well. He just doesn't exceed at his role, which is what we expect coming from the Yankees. We expect you to play your role and more. And there are times because he is human, he makes errors. And he does and he falls short. Which is brutal. And especially like in the playoffs, you can't you can't have those moments. But I think uh you know, Peraza not playing. He is a rookie. Both have no playoff experience, but Falef has played in the league, I think, a couple more years. It's pretty safe to say. Yeah. It's a safe start. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, it, like it's a safe start to start IKF and really see how the series first turns out with him and then things
4: go bad. we got to put Peraza in. Well, since you're on the topic of the AOCS rosters, I also wanted to... Talk about how Frankie Montas is on the ALCS roster, which is interesting. Everyone was questioning if he would even be on the postseason roster with the struggles ever since joining the Yankees. Just want to know what do you guys think about that? Um, we should have brought up Ron Marinaccio. Oh, he's on the roster. Ron Oh, no, we did. He's
1: not on the roster. We didn't bring him up. I,
2: would. I believe he's still injured. No, no, no. He's, he,
1: was, he isn't. He's, he's around. Like This is what I'm saying. He's recovered.
2: With
0: management, <laughs> with, uh, with management such as Boone and Cashman. I, seriously, we need arms, and you're going to bring up Frankie Montas? Never mind. He's not on it. Montas is not on the roster. I thought I saw something. Oh, he's, oh, he's Montas not. is
1: oh. not, but they did bring up uh, a rookie arm. I kind of forgot his name. but Greg Weiser. Yeah. Um... He, uh, you know, another rookie. I mean, they didn't bring him up all this season, but he uh, they didn't bring him up all this season. And, you know, bring him in the postseason is definitely a – I don't know if it's a mistake. Maybe it's good. We do need arms, but they should have brought back Marinaccio.
2: I think um, no DJ LeMahieu is a key player for second base. I mean, LeMahieu has been – he's a good leadoff hitter. I think if you have him as a leadoff hitter, I mean, he's he's going to do well. Um, but he's he's injured, and Carpenter is also a big loss for the Yankees. He's on, um, he's on the roster. He's, he's back. back. Oh, he's, okay. On the lineup. Um, although he is, I'm hoping to see him hit a couple home runs. Um, but, I mean, he's back. LeMahieu might, I don't know, but it's not looking good, but... <sighs> yeah. Uh,
1: oh, now... I mean, with LeMahieu, I mean, of course it's a huge loss and agreed on multiple levels, but, I mean, you look at the state of the Yankees right now, and I mean, now if LeMahieu's playing second, I mean, actually, I do kind of regret what I was going to say, because I was going to say, where's the uh, spot for Glaber Torres? Glaber Torres could play short. Um, But there's multiple possibilities you can pull with that, Um, Uh, or not, I I don't know. um,
0: Now about no DJ, I think that that really hurts me. Because as a Yankees fan, I've never been sold on Claver Torres and I never will be sold on Claver Torres. He has his moments but we are down seven runs and he decides to do double. Congrats. But when we are down one run and he has runners on, uh, two runners on, he strikes out or pops out. His infamous pop-up. Lemayhew, he has experience and He's, like, he, he's a great leadoff. The thing with baseball is now that number two spot has been really big for huge hitters and number three, it's sort of like you need to have your first two set, um, set up judge and then your next two back him up, uh, which with this lineup does not provide much. Um, I think we are leading off
5: Torres. Torres. Torres.
0: Which, I mean, I don't know how good he's doing in the postseason. Postseason, he's been pretty good. Um, Actually? Let me take a I look. Yeah, I'm I don't, I
1: don't like Torres. Torres? I wasn't sold on Torres for a long time. But um, long now time. that he's starting to prove himself during the, the regular season, the, by the end of the regular season, he was doing pretty good.
0: He's hitting 158 in oh. the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. And how many Ks yeah, does he have? He has 5 Ks. Five strikeouts in five games and hitting 158, and that is our leadoff hitter. And he's supposed to be the guy getting on for judge. And seriously, uh, when people want to say it's better that we start Torres and Torres on a hot streak, uh, I think LeMahieu fills up that role way much better. And playing Torres at short will not help us out. We've seen in the past Torres playing short affects his hitting and his defense at the same time, which makes – I don't know how that even happens. But – I think we are a worse team with Clay Brown uh, on the field. Uh,
4: well, I disagree with you there, but I would, I would not put you up the Ludo spot ever since he's came back from injury. He has not been the same player he's been in the first half. I don't, I don't even think he ever even got a single extra base hit since coming back from the IL. Maybe one, I forget. But he just is not the same player he was in the first half.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we look at all these slumps that, you know, a bunch of players have been having. We discussed IKF. We discussed uh, Gleyber Torres. Um, but we can look at it this way. I mean, yes, Aaron Judge is Aaron Judge. But, you know, 9Ks in the division series was pretty big. That was a big, was a big deal. Everyone was talking about that. But, you know, you look at these players having these slumps, and you really never know with, uh, with this Yankees team how much they're going to pick up momentum. Uh, Especially against the Astros, which really everybody hates. But, uh, you know, looking at this championship series, it looks like it's going to be ugly.
0: Yeah, and um, listen, LeMahieu, the the thing with the playoffs is you don't get an extra base hit in the second half, but in the playoffs, you're a whole different breed. Uh, We've seen that with Kike Hernandez last year. Uh, His regular season was really quiet, and he was... The hottest hitter in the planet during the postseason last year, and that did not transcend to this year. That just shows you, uh, really, how much baseball is more of a game uh, within the moment than uh, than than uh, like virtually anything. And again, I just, as a fan, I trust I trust Lemayhew more in these moments than Glaber, and Glaber has, is is unproven, and he at times. Uh, whenever he needs to come up big he falls up short And by short I mean Really short Pop up short uh, Hit a sack fly You hit a fly ball to the catcher Or to the pitcher uh, You're not hitting it to the outfield where you need it to And again When we're down 3 or 4 runs Then he'll hit a double and people will think "Oh, At least he's playing good, no he's not uh, And I mean let's be real His, his defense at second base Is above average but LeMahieu can do a better job. Now, LeMahieu is in his later days, in his career, but we have to have faith in the guys that we've been playing all year. When we were the best team in the league, the questions around the Yankees were, where does Glaber fit in this lineup, right? He wasn't playing with Carpenter at left, and Judge and Judge and LeMahieu was playing there when we were the best team in the league. That um, Those were the headlines. Where does Torres fit? Is Torres gonna be traded? With LeMahieu getting injured, now those headlines are no longer the same. So we have to be thinking to ourselves, really, uh, with IKF and uh, IKF in the lineup, uh, seeing him in a slump, mm-hmm. seeing him in a slump and um, and Torres now. It's, it's gonna be a result, but it's gonna be a great series. I'm gonna wrap it up. Or, uh, all right, well, uh, this concludes The uh, baseball segment. We'll be here next Wednesday. Tune in and uh, see what happens. Take care, folks.